What's up, everyone? Welcome to this episode of the Flea Flicker NFL Show. I'm your host, Arik Umar. Um, yesterday, I did a pretty deep dive analysis into my top wide receiver uh, rankings, along with my co-host Amal's rankings. Today, I just want to run over the same thing, but just make it in a way more concise format and not like 30 or 40 minutes. So let's jump right into it. First up, I got CeeDee Lamb, the wide receiver from Oklahoma. Um, what What is there really not to like about CeeDee Lamb? He's six foot two, just under 200 pounds. He's physical. He's great after the catch. He's got everything you want. He's a solid run runner, good hands. He can go up and get those jump balls. Like He was everything you want in a prototypical wide receiver one. I think he could very much end up being a DeAndre Hopkins type of player, a Julio Jones type of player. And I think he's the safest wide receiver in this year's class. Now, the reason I have him over my number two, Jerry Judy, the wide receiver from Alabama, um, is mainly just because CeeDee Lamb is more athletically gifted than Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy is the best route runner in this draft class, and that's something you can't like not pride him on because he's very good at route running. But when you look at like the athletic fit, when you look at the NFL, everyone's super athletic. Pretty much whoever is the most athletic out of those people end up winning, the most technical, whatever it is. C.D. Lamb is, I think, and don't get me wrong, I think Jerry Judy is definitely going to succeed in the NFL. But the fact is he's not as athletically gifted as C.D. Lamb, while C.D. Lamb is almost as technically gifted as Jerry, Jerry Judy. So because of that, I think I'll put C.D. Lamb over Jerry Judy just because he's slightly more physical. He can go up and get those uh, jump balls more consistently, things like that. For my number three wide receiver, I have Henry Ruggs. Um, also wide receiver from Alabama. They got two first-round wide receivers uh, in this year's class. Henry Ruggs is the speedster. He ran like a 4.28 or whatever it was at the 40. But besides the 40, and frankly, I don't like the 40 time at all. I think that's the most pointless stat uh, ever. People put too much weight in the 40, but Henry Ruggs, that, f- that speed, it shows on film. There's so many plays where you look at a guy where he should probably be tackled like a normal guy. Henry Ruggs just has that extra level of juice that he can use to to the point where he doesn't get caught or he has that nice shiftiness in space where he can make a quick cut and he's gone and other guys would get caught. So Henry Ruggs is probably the fastest guy in this class, has pretty solid hands, and he's he's pretty just a, a solid guy as overall as a wide receiver. So that is why he is my number third. And number four, I'm probably going to get a lot of like crap for this one. T. Higgins from Clemson. I think he's the fourth best wide receiver and I think he's right up there in the same top three tier I think T Higgins is right up there it should be a top four T with uh, a top four tier with T Higgins included he has uh, people are saying he's slow because he ran like a four or five or whatever it was like four or five five T Higgins has more than enough speed I saw multiple times where he he ran past defenders and frankly he he doesn't play that four or five speed he plays a little bit faster than that I think and he has really good hands. He's six foot four, two fifteen. He has a, a ridiculous catch radius. I think when you look at cat ra- catch radius, it's T. Higgins and probably Denzel Mims. And I don't really know if any other guys come off, jump off the top of my head. Maybe C.D. Lamb, but T. Higgins has a crazy jump ball, crazy catch radius. He's a good blocker. He's good with the ball in his hands. He has some nice like physicality and like that slight shiftiness to him. And the thing is, he took a 37-yard uh, end around, so jet sweep, whatever you want to call it, to the house against LSU, which has really fast talent in Grant Delpit. And 
you know, Christian Fulton and Patrick Queen. Like, that's not a slow defense. He did that against that defense. He has more than enough speed. And he's had two good seasons of good production, and he doesn't drop many balls. Another bonus for me is that he played everywhere. He didn't predominantly play in the slot like my sixth wide receiver, Justin Jefferson from LSU. And I'm going to hop it right into my fifth guy before I jump into Justin Jefferson. I have Denzel Mims, a wide receiver from Baylor, as my fifth guy. And there's a few reasons for that. When looking at Denzel Mims, I mentioned it with T. Higgins. He has a ridiculous catch radius. Like, there were many times where I saw him bailing out his quarterback. And his quarterback at Baylor was not good at all. He bailed them out multiple times, which is catching some ridiculous passes that were extremely inaccurate. His blocking is really good. He did run a 4-3-8 at the Combine. Um, like I said before, I don't put any weight into that. He did not run 4-3-8 on film at all. Um, I think that's more of a product of him and someone like Justin Jefferson as well, who, you know... They train for like a couple months to run a fast 40 time, but they don't really run that with pads on and all that. But Denzel uh, Denzel Mims, um, he has solid enough speed, I think. I don't think he's going to be a slow guy at all. He could probably get that one step, two step separation, but nothing more than that. But he has that elite wide receiver one potential. He played on the outside and he played pretty successfully on the outside versus Justin Jefferson who I'm about to hop in right now, he played predominantly in the slot. Now, what I liked about Justin Jefferson from LSU is the fact is he's really good with the ball in his hands. He has that shiftiness. He has he has like a solid level amount of speed. I don't think he has like a crazy like second gear where he's going to burn people completely, but he has more than enough speed to consistently make plays down the field. Um, I think he has some really great hands. He made some really nice contested grabs that I didn't think any uh, or many other wide receivers could make. His route running... Um, I think his slants are really good and everything else is solid. But again, with most of these wide receivers, unless you're named Jerry Judy and Van Jefferson, uh, most of them don't have that elite route running. And that's something he could definitely work on. There were a few plays where I almost questioned his effort where he like would just stand around when Joe Burrow was rolling out and he wouldn't try to, you know, try to get open or whatever it may be. But he also did a ton of plays where he did do that. So I'm not going to hold that against him. Now, again, the only reason I have Denzel Mims over Justin Jefferson is purely because he played on the outside and he was pretty successful on the outside. Well, Justin Jefferson had pretty much all the success in the slot. To me, that is worrying um, just a little bit when you're trying to find a true wide receiver one. That being said, I think no matter where Justin Jefferson goes, he's going to be a solid elite talent. And as an Eagles fan, I would not be mad if he landed on my team whatsoever because he... He's good with the ball in his hands, and he has all that positive. He could be a really good threat for you for years to come. Now, going to my number seventh guy, I have Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver from Arizona State. Uh, he stands at six foot and uh, two hundred five-ish pounds. What I like about him is he has some really great speed. I don't. I think he's probably faster than Justin Jefferson. I don't think he's up there with Henry Ruggs, KJ Hamler, Jalen Rigor type of fast, but he has that speed that you want, you're looking for. He catches with his hands. That's really important to me as well because someone like KJ Hamler from Penn State, he does not catch with his hands consistently. He doesn't really have any real durability or injury issues. He's pretty good with yards after the catch. He played special teams. He had multiple punt returns or really good, some really good touchdowns as well from that. And he lined up everywhere. He played on the slot. He played everywhere. I think one thing he could work on is I think his route running is slightly questionable. But again, when you get into the pros, you're going to have a, a hopefully a good wide receiver coach on your team who can teach you all of those uh, things that you need to work on. 
And when I'm looking at him, um, lots of people think that, oh, he's not really that good of a guy because this is his first year breaking out in his senior year. But he had NKO Harry starting uh, opposite for him for most of his collegiate career. And as everyone knows, NKO Harry was a first-round wide receiver last year. He went to the Patriots. That definitely ate up into most of his production. And when he got his opportunity, he flourished. And I think Brandon Ayuk is probably going to be a second-round guy. He might be able to sneak into the back of the first round. But wherever you get him, you're going to get a solid playmaker. And honestly, all these guys I'm talking about right now, these are all guys who could be picked in the top two rounds. And probably maybe tailing off to the end of this list, looking at a player like Tyler Johnson, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Van Jefferson. Those are probably like third-round picks, maybe fourth-round picks. But most of these guys are going to be ballers in the league. They're going to be first and second round picks as well. So when you're looking at that, just keep that in mind. This is a really deep class. So all these guys, I may be ranking Brandon Ayuk at seventh uh, as a seventh wide receiver. And every other class, he might be like number four or number three, something like that. Now going to number eight, I have Joan Ragor. Joan Ragor is probably the second or third fastest guy in this class. It's really close between him and... Henry Ruggs and KJ Hamler from Penn State. Jalen Ragor has really elite quickness. Um, when I'm looking looking at him on film, he had that nice like elusiveness. He stands at around 5'11", 206 pounds, and he didn't run a fast 40 time. Again, he plays way faster than whatever his 4'4 four, four, uh, four, four is, and that 4'4 four, four is still a solid enough time for him. He's good with the ball in his hands, and he's a surprisingly good jump ball guy for someone who's around 5'11". I think his pro comp could be someone like OBJ if he hits his entire stride. He needs to work on some of his route running, and I think Jalen Ragor's entire career is going to be based on if he goes to an elite wide receiver coach. So, like, I would not like him in a, a, a city like Philly where they've gone through, like, five wide receiver coaches back-to-back, and the new one we have, no one knows how good they are. Uh, how good he is. Jalen Regor, you need a good wide receiver coach to help develop him. He did have some concentration drops here and there, and his route running, like I said before, was slightly questionable. But if you can get a good wide receivers coach to you know, sort of grind that out, iron that all out, he could definitely be one of the better guys in this year's class. And honestly, he, has, he played special teams as well. He had lots of good punt returns and all-kick returns, all of that. And when I'm comparing him to a speedster like KJ Hamler, who I have ranked, I believe at number 10 here, he he's bigger than him. And that's my biggest thing with him. He's bigger, and he catches with his hands more consistently. Jalen Regory, he, and he had he had jump balls as well. That He's running comparable speed to someone like KJ Hamler at around 25 pounds, 20 pounds heavier. For me, that's crazy. He's going to be more durable and illegal, most likely. And I'm going to talk about number 9 uh, before I jump into KJ Hamler. I have Michael Pittman Jr., the wide receiver from USC, as my number ninth wide receiver in this year's class. I didn't really know much about Michael Pittman. I My top 10 was pretty much solidified with uh, LaVisca Chanel being in that top 10. Here, I have him dropped out to number 12. Um, but Michael Pittman creeped up on me. Uh, I really like what I get you get from him. He's 6'4", 219. He's not like a crazy straight-line speed guy, but I think he has... Solid enough speed where he can probably develop enough separation. So, uh, similar to a, a Denzel Mims type of guy. He's physical after the catch. That's what I really like about him. When He's not going to be like Bernie with elusiveness. He's, he doesn't have that elite speed or that like twitchiness that someone like Jalen Ragor or KJ Hamler has. But he is a more dependable guy. He has like four drops in his entire collegiate career, which is very impressive. He's a really physical guy. Big guy. Obviously, he's 6'4", almost 220 pounds. And... Uh, I think I have something written down here where he, like, granted, he's not playing elite 
defenders probably at the collegiate level most of the time. But when you're talking about his speed, he ran past a guy. I have him marked down where he, he literally ran past a guy straight up. Um, his route running, again, could use some work. I think he read some solid slants and some good curls as well, but he could definitely work on maybe developing that route tree a little bit more. He doesn't run a ton of routes. Mostly what I saw were those slants, those curls, and those goes for him. Um, I really think he's a physical guy, though. He's similar to T. Higgins where he can go up there and grab the ball. I don't think he has that T. Higgins sort of range, uh, similar with Denzel Mims. I don't think he has that sort of catch radius that those two guys have. But he has those physical tools to be an elite. Go up, go up there and grab that ball because I'm bigger, faster, and stronger than you. Um, he has all those. So when you're looking at someone like that, like a good jump ball receiver, that is who you go to after probably T. Higgins, Denzel Mims, C.D. Lamb, and Justin Jefferson go. Michael Pittman is probably number third on that jump ball receiver list. I don't think he's as complete as those other guys, but he's definitely up there. Now, looking at KJ Hamler, he has elite speed. Um, he's kind of like, I can hear like sort of a soundtrack every time he he runs with the ball. It's like, Wew! like he's that was bad, but <laughs> he has that elite quickness where like you're he's in front of you and then boom, he's behind you. He's laterally very quick, straight line speed, really good. His route running was stood out to me as well, and I think that's also because of how fast he is. But my only downsides with him are. The fact is he's only five foot nine and like 175 pounds. That's not like getting me psyched about him in the pros. If he takes a couple bad hits, he could definitely get injured. Um, he catches his hands as well. His blocking is literally non-existent. And his jump balls are also pretty non-existent. Seeing as he's a guy who completely relies on speed. Um, I don't know if he can ever carve out a role similar to like a guy like Deshaun Jackson, who plays it a pretty light way as well. I believe he's around like 170 to 185 pounds. But he's like the exception. He's not the rule of uh, rule of thumb. I don't know if he can ever be that uh, sort of guy. He can, if he works on his jump ball and his physicality a little bit. Maybe if he gains some weight and becomes a little bit more consistent with sort of that type of uh, that side of his game, he could definitely become a sort of uh, Deshaun Jackson kind of guy who makes some like really spectacular plays. Maybe single handedly wins you games because if he makes like a few like remarkable plays to end, you know, you can probably depend on him for like a few plays every season just to completely own people. And that's what you're getting here. You're getting a guy who can probably take some shots and he throw a couple good slants too and here and there. And um, yeah, I like KJ Hamler. I think he doesn't catch with his hands and he's injury prone probably potentially. But other than that, he's one of my favorite guys actually. And that's why I have him at number 10. Now looking at my outside my top 10, I have uh, Brian Edwards out here at 11. Brian Edwards was someone I really liked, and while watching his film, um, the first thing that stood out to me had nothing to do with Brian Edwards. It had to do with the fact that their quarterback was literally terrible. Um, the Gamecocks quarterback was so bad. He consistently missed throws. He was consistently just you know making bad reads. It was not good. Brian Edwards, what I like about him, he has some really good hands. He's pretty physical, and I think when you're talking about yards of the catch, he's more of like, going to run you over versus a guy who has that elite speed. He does have enough speed to definitely, like, if you miss a tackle, he'll definitely make you pay for it. But he is not going to be that type of guy who has that elite quickness and a KJ Hamler type of speed. I don't think anyone outside of KJ Hamler, um, maybe Brandon Ayuk, Justin, uh, Jalen Ragor, and Henry Ruggs had that type of speed. 
Um, Brian Edwards, he's physical. Uh, he's six foot three, two hundred twelve. He didn't really have a ton of like, you know, he didn't really have many negatives to me on film. I think one thing, some things I didn't like is his release was sort of not that good, and he had a few like weird drops here and there where he's sort of like, he like his hands got up too late almost. It seemed like where he was tracking the ball, tracking the ball, tracking the ball, but he like forgot to get his hands up in time, and by t- by the time he did, it sort of went right through him or he just his hands were nowhere near the ball but other than that I really liked what I saw from him I think the biggest worry for him and what will probably make him uh, a dip down boards uh, draft boards or the fact is he had a broken foot that ended his uh he had broken foot while training for the combine and a torn meniscus which ended his senior year um but other than that I really liked what I saw from Brian Edwards on film and I think He's he could definitely be a potential wide receiver one, maybe a really good wide receiver two in the pros. Now for my twelfth guy, I believe I have Lavisca Chanel. Lavisca Chanel is a really gadgety guy for me. I think his pro comp is someone like Cordero Cordero Patterson or even Debo Samuel. The way he was used in San Francisco, he uh, he's the type of guy you need to you know design end arounds for jet sweeps, give him some handoffs here and there. He's a really physical guy. And when he's running in space, he looks like Derrick Henry. And it's kind of funny. Like, he has that physicality. He has a good blend of physicality and speed. And honestly, if I weren't so, conf- uh, like, if I weren't so, you know, worried about all the injuries that he's gone through, he's been consistently injured the last two years. And for me, that's worrisome. For a guy like, oh, he might be a really great gadget guy. He might burn you deep a couple times every year. He could probably make some really physical guy uh, catches here and there. And, he can do all that, but the injuries to me are very, uh, very worrisome, especially in the time where we can't really do a physical on him. We need to do that, and we can't. So, LaVisca Chanel, he's a really good gadget guy for me. He's good in, uh, in open space. I think his route running is a problem, and also the fact is his injuries are also a problem for me. But take out the injuries, and I probably have him right. I probably have him above Brian Edwards and KJ Hamler, so... That tells you what you need to know about LaVisca Chanel. He's a solid player. Now, I have Van Jefferson from Florida. Van Jefferson, straight up, is the second best route runner in this class. Maybe even the best route runner, with uh, comparing him to Jerry Judy from Alabama. Man, he um, he faced LSU's defense this year. He played for Florida. And he was, I think the guy named, uh, the corner he was facing pretty consistently, his name is Stingley. I want to say his name is Byron Stingley. You can correct me on that. But... He was turning him around on these, you know, up and outs, his these stop and goes, whatever it is, his slants where he does a hard fake outside and boom, explodes inside. These, um, you know, sluggos where it's a fake slant and then up. Like he was burning in back shoulder fades, whatever you want to say. And to me, this guy, the guy who was beating is a form of like he's going to be a future first round pick next year. So he's doing that against elite competition, against an elite defense, against an elite team. Um, Van Jefferson to me is a guy I really want on my team. He's technically very sound. He's pretty physical. He's like six foot two. He had some pretty nice contested grabs that I saw on film. And honestly, he has, he has like more than enough speed. Like most of these guys, when I'm looking at him, um, again, his route running is what stands out to me. Like amazingly, he has really good hands. I like him in space as well. My only problem with him is he's not really like physical for someone uh, who's like six foot two or around 200 pounds. Um, I think if he puts on a bit more weight and hopefully that doesn't really, you know, damage his speed too much, he could definitely be a guy who, you know, you can depend on more. But when I'm looking at Van Jefferson, I'm looking at a guy who has wide receiver 
um two potential with you know potentially that wide receiver one upset. So I really like what I saw from Van Jefferson. Now number fourteen, I have Donovan Peoples Jones from Michigan. He was a former like number one wide wide receiver recruit coming out of high school. And my problem with Donovan Peoples Jones is he didn't really ever put it together really that much in college. He has all the physical tools and all that. He's six foot two, two like almost two ten. He has some really nice elusiveness for someone that size. Like if he puts everything together, he could definitely be one of the better guys in this class. He has some really nice jump balls. Like he flashed a ton, but that's pretty much what what it, what it was. Flashes in the pan. And I'm going to blame some of that on Shea Patterson, the quarterback from Michigan. He was not good at all this uh, this year when he was expected to be, and that definitely hurt Donovan Peoples-Jones' production. But when I'm looking at someone like Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, he is for me, he's an, a complete upside pick. He could he could definitely be a huge bust if he doesn't put, to, put it together, which he hasn't in college. But if he does, oh my God, you're getting a freak of nature. So... Just hope he puts it together if you're getting him. And now finishing at 15, I have Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver from Minnesota. What I see from him is I see a really just overall dependable guy. He is someone I really liked on film. He had, he's pretty much nice at everything. I don't think he's elite in everything, but everything I saw him, he was he had some good hands, good jump balls here and there, nice contested catches, good speed, good yak. He lined up everywhere. I didn't really see the route running, though. That was something that sort of hit on me. And he had a few concentration drops here and there where it hit him right in the chest and he should have caught it, but he was, you know, turning up field before that. Other than that, though, I like what I saw from Tyler Johnson. He has, he's had two consistently good seasons over the last two seasons, I believe. And I like him as my wide receiver 15 here. Now, uh, people might think, where's Chase Claypool on your rankings? You're in like a 4-4, all that good stuff. I have Chase Claypool right now. I have him 16th on my big board. I He could honestly be lower. I'm just putting up there because if everything works out, he could be a really good guy. But I think he's more of a tight end, honestly, man. Uh, he ran that really fast 40 time, but he didn't play that on film at all. He was extremely slow, extremely bad routes. He just couldn't separate on film for me. And that really hurt, uh, hurt my judgment of him. I think when you look at, um, receptions out of the catch. It's all physical. And he, if he puts it all together against someone like Donovan Peoples-Jones, he could be good. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, he had some separation. Like, he could, had that speed. I don't see that on film for Chase Claypool. I'm really down on Clay, Chase Claypool. And honestly, uh, I saw someone ranking him as the number one tight end in this year's class, and he could very much be the number one tight end. He has tight end characteristics, physicality, pretty solid blocker. Uh, I think in the red zone, he's elite, but Everywhere else, he's just okay for me. I really don't like Chase Claypool in the NFL. Uh, and my biggest sleeper, uh, I'm going to finish it off with that. I have James Prochet, the wide receiver from SMU. He's like 5'11", pretty light, like 196. He's a Jarvis Landry type, type, type to me where he doesn't have that athleticism. He doesn't really have that speed or any of that. But everything he does is he just finds a way to get open, man. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, Against against zone, he just finds the holes in the zone. Against man, he has like a pretty underrated route running where boom, he's open, and he he just it's kind of ridiculous to me. He lined up everywhere. He was just a really reliable, sure-handed guy for SMU. And honestly, I really like like if you need someone like Jarvis Landry, some guy who can consistently move the chains, you're probably going to get him in James Prochet. So look out for that. 
Anyway, that's all I've got for my top uh, 15 wide receivers plus my sleeper and Chase Claypool. Um, if you guys have anything else you want to see, let me know. Like this, follow this, do all that fun stuff. And I am going to head out. Peace. Bye.